Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Warning. This episode you're about to hear is for entertainment purposes only. Any information within should be regarded as fiction. The views of this podcast do not reflect the views of our sponsors, our friends, Western Christianity, Cracker Barrel, Nike, or Kanye West, nor are we speaking on their behalf. Any likeness to real or fake podcasts is purely coincidental. No podcasters were physically harmed in the recordings of this episode, although some may be really butthurt by the time this is done. Hi guys, I'm Lee. And I'm Mrs. Flamingo. And you are listening to the Frosty Flamingo Podcast, Texas's premier lifestyle podcast. <laughs> How do you like that intro? Yeah, that's pretty accurate. We got a lot of stuff going on there. Frosty Flamingos, we'll talk about that. But the other thing we're going to let simmer for a little bit is Texas's premier lifestyle podcast. <laughs> what are you laughing at? We'll double back on that here in a bit. So let's talk about the Frosty Flamingos moniker. It has been cold as balls in Texas. And unfortunately, we couldn't record like we thought. Unless you were out there with a hamster wheel cranking up the electricity because we had none for five days straight. And we had to cook with the fireplace we had to grill we had to go old school it was like a little house on the fucking prairie which we're both from the country so we could survive but it was a rough five days i'm sure everybody saw the news what was going on you say little house on the prairie i laugh because i kept saying charlie (laughs) charlie Charlie and the the chocolate chocolate factory Factory. (laughs) I, i looked like grandpa sleeping there on the couch until charlie got the golden ticket we we had our beds in front of the fireplace and we were curled up with about twenty blankets and at dark I mean like what six o'clock and we would be in bed and we would get up every hour to put wood on the fireplace because it was so cold. It was miserable, <laughs> and some people said, "Well, why didn't you get a hotel?" But literally every hotel in the DFW, or I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say in Texas was either frozen solid, without water, or without power. So. Unless you were one of the quick ones that got there early enough, you were shit out of luck. Or overbooked, yeah. Like, that was ridiculous. You couldn't just get a hotel. So, we thought we were tough guys. We say, okay, we're from the country. We can tough it out with the fireplace. And we were from the mindset that it'll be back on tomorrow. Or it'll be back on tomorrow. Or it'll be back on tomorrow. Yeah, I kept waiting for, when's this rolling shit going to happen? They kept saying, we're going to roll your power. Ours didn't roll. Yeah, by day four, we are like, this is some bullshit. <laughs> but luckily, we survived. Not much frostbite, not on anything vital at least. Exactly. So we have to give a shout out to our neighbors, which really saved our asses on that. What's funny is our neighbor next door literally had power. Yeah, right next door. So we would walk down in the morning and take a hot shower, make a pot of coffee, and then go back home. Every once in a while, they would get us something warm to eat when they felt bad for us. (laughs) Their biscuits and gravy were fabulous. (laughs) Hopefully anybody that's in Texas that listens to us or in the lower Midwest that was faced with those issues is up and running again and we got super lucky but 
we made it through it. Well, the crazy parts is we had a house party we were scheduled to go to that Friday night, and the weather was starting to look a little sketchy, so we decided not to go, and luckily we didn't, or we had been temporary residents of Austin, Texas. Yeah, exactly. So that's our excuse for this month while we're not out on time. We've always got some excuse, don't we? We do. (laughs) I apologize. We suck so bad. You know, one thing I just realized is I think the last three podcasts we've recorded in a hotel room, which is once again where we're sitting at. (laughs) I think we've moved too freaking much. Um, We have a nice little studio at the house, but we don't ever seem to use it. No. Well, let's talk about something that's kind of positive that we had recently. Well, positive and negative both. We got asked to be on the cover of ASN Lifestyle Magazine. Which is amazing. So exciting. I was trying to lose a little bit of weight. No, I'm kidding. I wasn't trying to lose weight. Don't I, bullshit these people. I know. We got I, good people listening to us. Don't lie. I actually loaded up a little more on the bread so I'd have a little more curve in my back area for the pictures. You're going for that Rubenesque look is what you were doing. Yep. Natural. <laughs> so let's talk about what happened with our shoot. Well, we were kind of wondering if we were able to do it. So we finally took the bull by the horns and you had to reach out and ask your boss if we could even be on the cover. I didn't have to ask him. It was just one of those gut instincts that I had a feeling that I should better run this by him, which we brought him up in a couple stories before. He's pretty laid back, a little bit of a partier. It was just one of those things that I thought if it got out there, might not be good for my career. And when I ran it by him, hypothetically, with my air quotes here, <laughs> he basically said it would be career suicide if we did it and somebody discovered it. So we had to pass on the opportunity, which was kind of a bummer. We were kind of wanting to maybe get our faces out there a little bit, still be under the radar. But in retrospect, this really wouldn't keep us under the radar. Which is so sad because if you think about it, because we shouldn't be punished for being on a magazine or being in the lifestyle because if you have an affair they look the other way where this is consensual that's what blows my mind about this whole thing yeah there's that taboo again of having consensual sex is okay but if you're cheating on your wife or spouse or family however it runs that's often overlooked yeah Actually, what we can tell people that happened is we sent in a test photo, and when Michael at ASN saw my picture, he said, man, that dude's face, he's got a face made for radio. Let's just keep him there. (laughs) No wonder they don't show their faces. (laughs) That would be just me, though. You're beautiful, so you can roll with it. No, no, no. There's a reason we blur out my face in these pictures, because when you take a picture, I'm like looking all cross-eyed, like, Or resting bitch face. I'm like, that's not putting your best foot forward. You kind of look like a mean bitch there. I do. But the body looks, hey, the body's banging. Just bypass the face. My face is like, really? What the fuck? Are you going to take the goddamn picture? What do you want me to do? Yeah, you look pretty snarky in the pictures. (laughs) So we've been back to the world of traveling. My work is allowing us to get back out two days a week overnight for travel. So that's allowed us a little bit of travel time to go see friends. And of course, we've picked the hot spots so I can travel with him. You just go the places you like. You won't go to Abilene, Texas, but you'll go Houston, New Orleans, San Antonio. Austin. Austin. Party towns. You don't go to the actual work towns. No. You don't go to oil field country with me. No, I grew up around the oil field enough. So let's talk about a recent trip we took to Houston to see some friends. I had work scheduled for three days, and we had a party scheduled, and you went out with a friend of ours, didn't you? Yes, she came and picked me up. We went and we looked at, well, we tried to look at peacocks, but we didn't find any peacocks. This was, 
<laughs> very, very interesting person. Again, you never know the kind of people you're going to meet in a lifestyle until you start running around with them. So you're out with a friend of ours, beautiful, beautiful girl. And I'm kind of anxious what's going on because I know she's a little girl crazy at times. And I sent you a message and I said, what are you girls doing? And what did you come back with? I said that we were driving around the tent city in Houston and we were giving them blankets to the homeless. Yeah, that was a text I got back. I'm like, oh, bullshit. What are you really doing? And then I said, no, seriously. And then he was like, are you guys safe? Where where are you? Yeah, look at the logistics of it. There's a Barbie doll looking girl and a Marilyn Monroe looking girl in tent city in a nice car handing out blankets. Nothing bad could possibly happen in that scenario. That's right. But we were safe. We were good. And you did a good thing for the community. I'm sure it was appreciated. But we did accidentally somehow parallel park into the COVID line. And this girl got out and was like out of her car, like with her hands up and all yelling. And she was like, what the fuck? You cut me off. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I think you're in the COVID line. <laughs> and our friend was like, what? This is a fucked up adventure. <laughs> Y'all went to do lifestyle stuff, ended up handing out blankets to the homeless, and then ended up early in the COVID shot line <laughs> yeah. for the vaccine. Are you vaccinated yet? <laughs> no. We, we had Just to hightailed her, it out We of had there. to hightail it out of there. <laughs> So they were super fun to hang with. They mentioned for us to pick somewhere to go eat dinner at. And there was a place I had taken some customers before that had incredible food. So we take them there. Yeah, it was really good. For us, only to find out that what? They're vegan. Yeah, they didn't spring that part on us until we sat down to eat. And so this place is like bison, duck, all kinds of wild game. And they also didn't drink. So they were fucked all the way around on this scenario. But we kept offering, hey, we'll go somewhere else. And they were like, no, 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 we're good. <laughs> I think that goes to communication and the lifestyle. You need to qualify these things up front, what you can and can't do, and what they are and are not into. Yeah. So while we were in Houston, we hit one of our favorite party groups. The Eye Candy Group. And I have to say, this was a tremendous party. All right, so the Eye Candy Party started off Friday night. We went to an actual vanilla bar that John owns, the owner of Colette's. And it's like right across it. It was really cool. Low key on the music. You could kind of talk to everyone. But the only thing that I ran into was that it was almost like all the groups had been in quarantine. So they hadn't interacted. So they were so excited to see each other that those of us that were outsiders were literally outsiders. (laughs) Yeah, I have to say this was one of the few events we've been to in a long time where we felt as outsiders. And it's not that we didn't know anybody there and we stood in the corner, but it just seemed like it was kind of hard to get a foot into some of these groups or cliques or conversations that were going on. Yeah, we even like stood on the outside edge of the group. Like, cause you know, sometimes you'll, you'll see someone and then you'll kind of reach over and, oh, hey, join our group or talk to them. No, this did not happen because they were just so, what have you guys been up to? Oh, let me talk about this, you know. Well, here after a little while, you mentioned a Well, actually, you caught my attention and said, you'll not believe who's standing behind you. So at these parties, it's a crapshoot of who it could be. So you finally tell me, and I turn around and look, which was actually a famous child actor from my childhood. Goes to show, you never know. No, we can't name names, but it was one of those deals where it was like, that's not him. And then you get to look and you're like, holy freaking cow, it is. Yeah, and that's what's crazy is that you never know in the lifestyle who you're going to run into. All walks of life, all different social levels, economic levels, you just never know. Well, one of the couples we did know that we were kind of chatting with, I brought it up and she was like, no, it's not. And then she's like, oh my God, it really is. I had to wonder how many people came up and pulled the fanboy bit with him. 
Yeah. Which I wouldn't mind talking to him. It'd been really neat. Another clue as to who it is. I feel like I kind of grew up with him with some of the movies he's been in. Well, that's pretty specific, isn't it? Yep, exactly. I'm going to cut you off there before you give it away. I figured you're going to make an old joke. Ask if it was Humphrey Bogart or somebody like that. Lon <laughs> Chaney, somebody like that. Smart ass. <laughs> that's before my time. I don't even know that. You don't stuff. know who those are? Okay. Ronald Reagan. You remember that guy when he was in movies? He was not in movies. Yes, he was. Oh my God, girl. You, you're showing your age on that one. Ronald Reagan was an actor. <laughs> I don't know. Before he was president. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. Yeah, you'll look it up later. I'm going to look it up. Don't see. Are you serious? Yeah, he was an actor. <laughs> I think he did cowboy movies. Anyway. But so then the next night we go actually over to Colette. Let me interrupt you there. That night when we went back to our hotel room, how late did we stay out? I think you and I went back and played with ourselves. Played with ourselves. Played together. <laughs> That's right. We were in separate beds. Yeah. Hey, and watch, you were in this. one bed playing with yourself, and I was in my bed playing with myself. <laughs> Can you cut me some slack? I'm trying to do a show here. <laughs> so we went back and played. Just, again, we were kind of outsiders, and there wasn't a big crowd in there that night. We were probably asleep by two or three. Easy, yeah. yeah. So then the promoter of the group came by and banged on our door. He told us that the next day. He said, I banged on your door. We are having an after party. And I said, what time was this? And he said, oh, it was probably about 4.30. And I'm like, Jesus, man. I turned into a pumpkin at 1 in the morning. So no telling what you've got at that hour. You yeah, exactly. You could have taken Kimmy, but I, I was out to the world. I didn't even hear him knock. I think he's... I think he was fucking with us. I, I don't do believe too. it. So the next day was the day of the big part of the party, which was held at Colette's. And it was fun. What was the thing? Bunnies. Bunnies. Bunnies gone wild. That's right. Because that's where I got in trouble from... My vanilla pic on my vanilla Facebook from my boss that made a comment that... No, oh. but not your vanilla boss. No, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, my vanilla boss, because I had a picture of me, basically, I had bunny ears on and a dress shirt and slacks, and you had a leather jumpsuit. Yeah. And what your boobs were kind of out, but then bunny ears, which I put that on our vanilla Facebook page. It's not anything worse than what you'd see at the beach. But anyway, when I was asking my boss about the ASN opportunity, he said, yeah, and on that topic, let me talk about your picture on your Facebook page. He said, I'm cool with it. I know how you and your wife are, but if someone in the corporate chain <laughs> I, of command. I know your wife's boobs are always out. <laughs> well, first time you met you, you're in a see-through shirt, so. <laughs> my boobs are out. Nothing surprises them now. But he said, that's just, that would probably not go the right direction if somebody in the corporate chain of command saw those pictures. So again, that's kind of the world we have to live in. We have to juggle our Bruce Wayne side versus our business side. Now, let's let's move on to something else for a little bit. We've been doing a lot of double dates over the last, I'd say, month, six weeks. Yep. We went to Austin. We had some of our sexies from Kansas City hit us up one week and said, hey, we're going to be in Austin the next week. Do y'all want to join us? Which we're like, yeah, we'll drive three hours down. They didn't realize we lived three hours away. <laughs> Once everything was said and done, we started hanging with them. We told them what time we had to leave, and they felt kind of bad because they thought Austin was a lot closer to Dallas than what it actually is. Yeah. And we were trying to save a little bit of money and not get a hotel room because we had a big trip coming up that we knew was going to be expensive. So Mr. Flamingo's like, oh, we're going to leave at 8 p.m. And that didn't quite work out for us. No, because Mr. Flamingo started drinking. What was that? Jalapeno margaritas? Yeah, it was terrible. Burnt my lungs. I tell then I started on whiskey, which wasn't any better. Every time I tell you not to drink that, and every time we go to Austin, you you take that drink. So he gets a little tipsy, and then gets a little frisky. Frisky? Whiskey makes me frisky? Yes, and so then at 9.30, I'm like... We're, we're in the parking garage making out, and she's giving me the little symbol across the neck. Cut this shit out. We got to go. 
No, I just flat out said, don't make me be the bitch here. And how did that work? I was the bitch. Ta-da. But I had to drive back. And then I had the waitress questioning me because I was drinking non-alcoholic mixers. <laughs> she was rude to me about it. You're drinking margaritas, less the alcohol. But I was like, I have to drive three hours. What do you expect? But we had to get up early the next morning, too, for some reason. Austin's fun, though. It was a We've been wanting to do some dates with people there for a long time. This was just the first time it's popped up. And it would have been greater if more things had been open. There were still so many limitations going on down there. Kind of sapped some of the fun out of it. But Austin's an amazing city to party and hang out in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Sixth Street is always interesting. We had another date or pseudo date with our hot tub couple that we mentioned back during the summer. They were purchasing a bike in the Dallas area and gave us a call one more. We always get these calls, hey, we're in town. Do you want to hook up? <laughs> Nobody ever gives us a heads up. Actually, while we're up here in Oklahoma City this weekend, we had some Austin people saying, hey, we're in Dallas. It's like, yeah, you should have told us last week. It would have made a difference. Yeah. Our hot tub story couple from last summer at the nude resort, they showed up and we hung went out with, with us. Them. Yep. Had a good dinner. He's promised us we're going to play some kind of game. I can't I, I'm kind of leery of what kind of game he wants to play. Hide the wiener. Have you not heard that game before? Or the, I, just the tip game? Have you not heard of that? Right. It's something. We're down for fun and games. <laughs> Nothing like a little shenanigans. So one other date we had, we had some of our friends come in from Colorado. Did they give us any warning or did they just show up when they hit West Fort Worth? I think they just showed up. I don't think they gave us warning, did they? So that was an interesting night. We went to dinner with them and we're just... I think going to a, another bar afterwards and there ended up being a meet and greet going on at the other bar. Yeah. With a b- big group of people. So we joined in and we knew, we knew pretty much everyone there. Yeah. It was the group from club Eden, which we don't frequent very often there after the bar started closing. The owner of Eden mentioned for everybody to swing back to club Eden and he's going to comp us in as long as we re- knew the password to get in. Do you remember the password? comes a lot (laughs) come guzzler or something like that so yeah that's how that went down but we've been meaning to talk about eden for a while now we just haven't made it back again colette is kind of our go-to club so it's been a while since we've actually been to eden let's talk about some of the upgrades we went i think kind of our previous experiences before we weren't super impressed with the decor or the layout of the club would you say that yeah the flow of it was not Conductive, conductive to what we wanted to get accomplished? Yes. Okay. But um, they improved the lighting. They improved a lot of the seating, a lot of the tabletops on the inside area. And then when you go outside, I, this is amazing. Like, they did such a good job in the back patio area. They have several cabanas is what you call them. Yeah, play bed areas. Yes, which it was cold the night we were there so there was none of that going on yeah i think it was 20 (laughs) degrees so we weren't actually messing around but then they have the smoking area with the heaters they have sitting areas they actually had some uh crosses back there what are those crosses called st andrew's crosses yes they had some of those back there i missed those i didn't see those out back yep I know this, they got rid of their bondage room and have actually made it play area, which they have Infliction Hall next door, which is 100% kink and bondage and oh, your yes. BDSM thing. So, and I highly I, recommend that club if you are into that scene. So I guess they felt like that was redundant and turned it into play area. But I think you and I both commented that their play area seemed much nicer and much cleaner than times we've seen it in the past. Yes. Also, the new layout where they took out the stripper pole, 
which you didn't like before because, as you mentioned, it was right in the middle of things, and you had to step over a girl's face with your crotch yes. to get through there one night. So that the layout. Short girl issues. <laughs> the, the layout before was not uh, the best options. But, yeah, it's definitely improved. I was I was really impressed with it. And the orgy room, they have the big beds and everything like that. That was actually, it was hopping that night, and the layout of it was was a lot better. We got to see some friends we hadn't seen in a while. Again, that's not a club we frequent. We're more of the Colette's people. It seems to be closer to our crowd and what we gravitate towards. But again, the improvements they've made to Eden might make us think twice about going back in the near future. Yes. Now, I wanted to double back to the eye candy party in Houston and talk about that throwdown a little bit. And kind of why I wanted to double back. One thing we've really realized in going from double dates and a little more intimate settings back to clubs with dates is that's not our best option and again we love our people we love when somebody comes to hang out with us but i think for us trying to take sand to a beach or in other words take a date to a lifestyle club kind of kills the vibe for us i say it all the time i don't like doing it because i i start having fun and then it's just like oh wait i've got to show you my attention but i can't go over here and meet this person and to me i just don't like that there's always that hard dynamic when somebody does come to a club to hook up with you is, you know, do you quit socializing and leech onto them or do you keep doing what you would normally do and double back to them at the end of the night? It's just, we've never seemed to find the right balance of that where it felt comfortable. And again, we don't want to neglect somebody that's come to see us. No. And it, and it always takes a little bit to kind of get in the flow, you know, to party, get your drinks on, get in the groove, you're dancing, you're having fun and you're meeting people i like to bounce around and be bubbly and then you know i don't mind the people being there with us but then when i'm kind of like oh i can't go over here and meet this couple because i've got to stay here next to this couple that gets a little dicey to me and i don't like that well with that exception out of the way let's talk a little bit about the party i have to say this was one of the funnest and most hopping parties we've been to yeah the party was really crowded it was packed it was just off the top like music was bumping it was so much fun the bodies looked sexy everybody was killing it with their outfits the dj killed it i think that's the second or third time we've heard dj mic drop of houston and every time we hear one of his sets or his parties we're just like damn he can play some guys just sit up there and play tunes some of them mix them and read what the crowd is doing and blow it off the top yeah he definitely was playing to the crowd he was knowing you know what songs everyone was dancing to and you know he he literally kept the party going i can't say there wasn't one song where people weren't on the floor i'm usually not a dancer but you had me out there dancing quite a bit that night and you were throwing down too it's been a while since i've seen you cut loose and be the dancing bunny you were yep and we did meet one of our listeners yeah he actually was talking to me on instagram and we hooked up with him and him and his wife are super fun people and part of this group so i'm betting a dollar we will see them in the near future it's getting kind of odd when we're running into people that have heard our show before and what's odd recently we've been getting a lot of text from someone saying i just found your show didn't realize you had it i like this dislike that so yeah kind of an odd dynamic there when that starts happening i'll show you a text you'll be like did they actually say they like the show <laughs> i said well, i better ask them that part here i'm being vain thinking that's what they're meaning not all the time nope we're not for everybody don't try to be no, we don't care. This is for fun. Oh, one other double date or threesome date that I wanted to mention is on my travels 
out to Amarillo, I got to see my couple that you still haven't met that won our T-shirt giveaway. Yeah, I really am real. You, I'm not you keep sound. That. Effe- you I'm keep not sound that. effects here. You might sound different every time. They might think that I just pick up a random girl and pay her to co-host the show with me. Or you do voice editing? Or do you do voice auto tune it so it? <laughs> <laughs> my voice sounds like concrete, so I couldn't make mine sound like yours. <laughs> but what's funny is when she came in, she was wearing my R flamingo shirt. I'm like, oh, that's a good way to brown nose. <laughs> I hope you get to meet them this summer. They are super fun. Yep, hopefully so. They like whiskey. They like music. I don't and barbe- like whiskey. And, barbe- and barbecue. So what, the, <laughs> you, what had more me, you had me at music and barbecue. <laughs> yeah, what more of a perfect couple for us do we need? <laughs> so let's double back about what I said there in the beginning about Texas Premier Podcast. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I'm going to have to monitor you to make sure you're not being too snarky. So that's kind of where we were wanting to go with this episode based on some things that seem to be happening all over the place. What the fuck is snark, Miss Flamingo? <laughs> well, for me, it's when you talk about someone or something and you're meaning it in a mean girl, or I say mean girl, mean or snobbish or spiteful remarks, kind of sarcasm, but kind of mean when, you, when it's not nice. So basically shade, for lack of a better term. Mean shade. When you're not... You're basically wanting to be pissy towards someone and sometimes not really doing it to their face. Yeah, because everyone, you know, everyone's going to have a little gossip or a little, oh, look what they're doing. You know, I mean, that's just natural. But it's when you're being really mean about it. Well, let's look at a couple scenarios. One could be real life. One could be Internet, which seems to be very popular these days. Let's talk about a couple of these. uh, Okay, let's go. Why don't you kick this off and let's talk about some snark we've encountered in real life situations. Oh, I have so many examples. Some of the things that people, let's just, I'm going to go through the lifestyle like when we're at a club. Here are things I hear. Oh, I'm not your type because I'm this, this, and this. Oh, you don't, you won't play with me because I'm this or this. Or, oh, you played with them. You know, just the way that they say it, it's like, heaven forbid you've played with them. Oh, you're friends with that person. Or one of the more interesting ones I have heard, especially, I would say within the last year or so, is, oh, you're friends with that person because they're bi. And we've heard that a lot with the guy scenario. So let's delve deeper on that one. You mentioned that... That would be snark. If someone came up to us and said, oh, you've played with them, how would we take that? What would be our reactions to that? I would say, number one, it's none of your damn business <laughs> who we played with and who we haven't played with. That's my using my response. But is that going to bother us if someone says that to us? No, it, I would say if someone says that to us, we look at them that are saying it like, Ugh, maybe we don't want to be around them as much. I back away from people like that. Well, I can think of one example, especially being here in Oklahoma City. When we first started coming to the pool party up here, I remember one couple in particular that as they were kind of making their way through the pool, I heard her say, ooh, don't talk to them. They're fat, and I don't think us, I can't see us do anything with them. And they are, here it is 15 years later, they are still in the scene, 
And it seems like since we know more people from that part of the state, their name comes up. And they could be totally good people, and it could have been a random thought or something they voiced just at the time. But every time I hear their name brought up, my mind goes back to that story. And granted, I've never even shaken these people's hands and said hello, but just that image in my mind that they said about another person makes me not want to be in their circle of friends. Yeah, you know, and that's the great thing about the lifestyle is that it's not for everyone. Everyone is not for everyone. Who knows what you're looking for that time or, you know, like maybe you want to be with someone skinny. Maybe you want to be with someone bigger. You know, it's whatever you're feeling, the vibe. And so when someone makes you feel a certain way about that or about other people, it just really sets you off. You're just kind of, I cringe. I cringe when I hear that stuff. Well, we covered that pretty deeply in our body shaming episode. But for us, I really feel like you are shortchanging what the lifestyle has to offer if you selectively don't even speak to people based on their image. Yeah, or even status. Well, there's some amazing people out there. And again, it's kind of shitty to judge their personalities based on just what you see at face value. Yeah, well, and like what I was saying earlier, some of the stuff that I've heard is, oh, Uh, I'm not your type. And I think that's funny to say in the lifestyle because you are completely different than some of the other people I have been with in the past or that I, you know, nobody measures up to me. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) Let's just go with that. Oh, hell yeah. You even got a pin so I can pop this big head. (laughs) Does look like a balloon today, doesn't it? (laughs) I'm just saying like, you know, I'm not looking for a spouse. I'm not looking for kids, you know, like a daddy. (laughs) maybe a sugar daddy (laughs) but you know what i'm saying right sure i'm with you (laughs) i'm looking for a moment (laughs) well we've had guys that might have had a chance that started playing the game with you being like oh i don't think i'm your type and you are not aggressive but you'll eat up a guy that's kind of a beta bitch attitude real fast i, I mean say, you're right if, you're yeah, not <laughs> if, if he doesn't have enough balls and can't carry him around to pretend like he's interested in you that's you're not going to be the aggressor so i can't tell you how many guys i've physically seen lose a chance with you when they started acting like they didn't have a pair or they start doing that little game that little oh i'm not your time and you're like oh you're oh. right goodbye <laughs> yeah well you're being judgmental there but i can see where you're coming from though <laughs> Well, let's talk a little bit about the one you mentioned about bi guys. We have seen literal fist fights in person and online based on someone having the opinion that they were fine playing with bi guys. And then someone else found out and we've seen absolute throwdowns because of it. And that seems to be a highly debated topic amongst a lot of circles. Yeah, it, it really is. And that's what I was saying the other day is I feel like the last year or six months, I have seen a lot of men come out that they're bi. And I don't know if it's the times, whether it's more acceptable or what, because I remember three years ago, what you were just talking about happened online. And it was like, oh, you can't be friends with that person because he's bi and this or that. And, well, are you playing with them? Because if you play with him because he's bi, then we want nothing to do with you. And I'm like, oh, we just went and had drinks and tacos, really? It felt like a civil war, the way some of these people were acting. And then there were some guys pulling the macho route, being like, if 
if we slept with a couple and I found out he was buying, even if we didn't do anything, I'd still beat his ass. And I'm like, who the hell pulls this macho, tough guy, machismo crap this day? Uh, I, I would be, if we were playing with a couple and a guy grabbed my balls, I would probably be pretty upset, depending on how close of friends we were, would determine if we would still be playing with each other's spouses for the rest of the night. But if somebody's looking at my balls in which some guys have, you know, that were even having that argument, some guy looks over at my shit. I'm not that worried about it. Like I say, if, if he grabs it, you know, I, I might be a little freaked. So I'm just going to say the scenario. How many times have you gone into the bathroom? Like, and you look over at someone, I hear guys talk about that all the time. That doesn't mean they're all by. No, <laughs> I can't say about that. So, Okay. You haven't got in the stall right. and like talk. Oh, well, yeah, but that's not like, like I guess your shit were there. That's all. <laughs> that's saying. what you're saying. Like, that like that's what I'm that saying. Wacko. Like I, that's that's how wacko this conversation is. That oh, we're in the middle of sex. Well, if I'm having sex with someone's spouse and their partner, and I look over and I see a girl's vagina, I'm not going to be like freaked out about it. I'm not by. Why is there that stigma for the girls and guys? Now, do you think a lot of these people choose to play separate rooms as kind of for that issue? They don't want to see another person's of the same sex as junk? You ever thought about that? I don't know. It could be, but that's pretty homophobic if you ask me. So do they watch porn? I have that question. Right? You know they watch porn. There's some more questions to be answered there. I think we need to track down a bi guy and have that conversation soon. We do. We do. Definitely. So let's shelve that one and come back to it sometime. So let's talk about another real-life situation that's happened to us since we've been in the Dallas scene. We kind of got sideways with some people that were hosting events, and they have told people that we were close friends with that if they wanted to keep coming to their events, they can't be friends with us. Would you call that snark? Oh, yeah. That's definitely mean girl. Bullying. Which, when we ran a group, we had people that we didn't necessarily like, and we probably wouldn't have gone out with drinks for separate, but they were friends with a big portion of our group, so they were in our group. I don't think we ever made that discrimination against them. Not everyone's for everyone. But that just goes back to our mentality. We would not tell you who to be friends with or who to hang out with. We might give you a heads up if there's something you need to know. We would never say, you can't be friends with them if you're going to be friends with us. Well, we've told people when they start running with a circle of someone in particular that we've had an issue with that, hey, you can still be friends with them. And we won't quit being your friend, but don't invite the six of us to go to dinner. If you invite us and them, we'll politely decline. Granted, you know, if you want to go out with just us the next night or us in a different section of friends, we're fine with that. Again, we'll never tell somebody you can't be our friend if you're friends with them. That's we've never fallen into that mentality. Now, one thing that uh, really got me fired up that I I kind of feel like I've talked about this before on a show, but we had people saying, oh, don't waste your time. Don't go talk to them because they don't play. Which was really interesting. We probably try to establish we're not hard players. Some months it's every weekend. Sometimes it's multiple times on a weekend. Sometimes there's a two-month gap. So we're, we're not hardcore. But the other thing is that you've probably taken from us is we're not real big on kissing and telling. No. And a lot of people try to figure out who we play with or even who we're talking about on our show or <laughs> other places. But sometimes it's not who you think. I'm going to jump in here right quick. If you listen to our episode last month, month before with Rob Little, 
Rob caught you at the bar that night before his show after we posted some pictures with him, and it was you and him in the bed under the blanket. He said he literally had people that he was not friends with messaging him saying, did you play with those guys? Yes, exactly. It's crazy the way some people try to dig into and figure out who's playing with who. Yeah, I just feel like that's it's not anyone's business. <laughs> We've probably said it before, but with us, we don't necessarily want to know who you've played with. I think it probably increases your odds of hooking up with us if we do not know who you've played with. And that's uh, probably another topic for another day, but you might have played with somebody that we would might say ooh to, and that's maybe a little bit of judgment in that. But I wouldn't for, say ooh, someone we're not interested in. Yeah. Or absolutely couldn't stand, and we might kind of group you into a different judgment if they're irregular for you. So for us, uh, silence is golden. Yeah, exactly. But, but here we are. Here we are doing a show. <laughs> <laughs> so how how have we worked through with the people that say we don't play? What where have we taken that? Yeah, we're not friends with them anymore. Have you felt we had to defend ourselves? No. So we you're saying we just moved forward and let them wonder. If we yeah. play or not. I told him it was another damn business. What's funny, that's been said in front of certain people, and there have been like a table of people being like, uh, I think we have pictures to prove otherwise. <laughs> yeah. They said, so where did this freaking rumor come from? Well, let's go back to our experience at Club Eden the other night. Uh, we went there with a date, and I had a female friend from a group we used to run with kind of hop on my lap and kind of catch up on some gossip, and we haven't seen her in a year and a half since we haven't been running the same circles. But while she and I were sitting there talking, we had a friend that actually chose to go the route of not talking to us based on her friends that we used to be friends based with. on other people telling them they couldn't be friends with us. So in that amount of time, their new friends ended up ghosting them. So they suddenly wanted to come back and speak with us. She actually tried to talk to you. And I think you were a little friendlier, maybe. Yeah. So she came to me and she said, did you delete me on Facebook? And I said, you're damn right I did. And she said, why? I said, well, you know, you chose not to be our friend anymore, which, you know, we never made that distinction. You can't be friends with them and be friends with us. We never did that. But when she started running with this other couple, they chose to start ghosting us. And we've been at two or three events where they, we have seen them, and they pretended like they didn't know us and wouldn't speak to us. But now this other couple have had outs with them, and I think they've kind of changed their tune. Well, moving forward, I just told them, I was like, I'm not in a real big hurry to be friends with y'all again. I feel we are very loyal to our friends. Yeah, I, I didn't we take are that very I, loyal. I didn't take that as a sign of loyalty. And I told her, I was like, shoot me a Facebook request and I will probably friend you again and see where it goes from there. Well, here we are four weeks later and I still haven't got a friend request. So it might've just been the alcohol or her wanting to confront me about it. Now, when she got up and left the girl that was sitting in my lap, she said, that was kind of savage the way you treated her. And I said, do you think it was undeserved? And she said, no. And I said, well, I said, you know, there's people that don't like us for whatever reason. I said, we could be the common denominator. And she said, in my time knowing you guys, I really take y'all as loyal and loving friends. So she said, if, you know, if that's the route you chose to go with her, she said, I have no doubt that you had good reason to go that direction. Oh, yeah. I mean, we would do anything for anyone, you know, one of our friends. We would be there in a heartbeat in any form that we could. Well, dear God, during Snowmageddon, I can't tell you how many people that were also without power were like, Hey, do y'all want to go get a hotel room? Do y'all want to come up here? Can we, you know, we're on the South side of the Metro. Can we bring you anything? You know, we had some friends that were like, Hey, I know we're out of state, but if you want to start driving now, you can be here by, you know, the evening. 
Yeah, exactly. Just simple stuff like that. You you can in times of need, you can really tell who your friends were. And even during the snowmageddon, I'd seen plenty of lifestyle people rooming up with others, you know, that had power or so on. So it, it is a good community, and we didn't want this to be a negative Nancy episode. There's a ton of good people, but you also have to watch out for that bitterness that some people exude. Well, let's move on and let's talk about something that everyone is impacted. Let's talk about the internet snarkiness. You thought I was fired up before about real life. We start talking about internet stupidity. My head's going to explode. Well, here is my opinion on social media. I love it and hate it both. Honestly, if it wasn't for being able to keep up with parties and things that were going on, I would totally be out of the social media realm. Now, with that said... I am more of a face-to-face person, like we said, so I am very, I don't get on the internet a whole lot. But for me, when I'm on the road, I don't watch the news. I don't care about anything on TV. So after I put in my work day, that's kind of my go-to of human connection. And you can argue that's really not human connection when you're looking at words on a screen. (laughs) But for you, that's how you are able to communicate with people. Right, but one of the bad sides of internet relations is the ease of bullying which is a a pandemic in itself keyboard warriors is that what it's called yeah definitely well our daughter had faced that when she was approximately a freshman in high school she had a medical disease and was out on leave and one of these little bitches (laughs) here i'm talking about a little 10-year-old or something, 12-year-old, whatever. But one of these little bitches there at school got on internet one morning on Facebook and said, I hope she just dies while she's out, which granted our daughter was dealing with a pretty life-threatening internal issue. So we took that to the principal, and basically when the principal got involved, she said, well, it was done at 7.50. We can't tell if it was done at home or at the school, so we really can't do anything about it. So You want to talk about a papa bear that uh, can turn into a raging lunatic when uh, his daughter's threatened. That that was uh, me and Mama Bear both in that scenario. Yeah, Mama Bear is being very quiet about how I reacted because... I I had to keep your ass in check before the cops were called because you called that principal everything but... Yeah, let me put it this way. We were in a small town. I was... uh, You You had the principal in tears. Yes, and I was yelling down the hallway. Teachers were looking out. Everyone was like, oh, my gosh. It was bad. Yeah, we were pretty chill until you strike upon our kids or somebody strikes upon her, and then then you're going to face our wrath. So our kids aren't really lifestyle, but where I was wanting to go with this is, unfortunately, these kids that fall into this pattern of bullying also become shitty adults that pull the same shit. I don't think they realize that words can hurt. I'm going to go ahead and admit here, I'm notorious for sometimes. Snarky. Sometimes, well, I, I don't I don't feel I'm a snarky person. Sometimes I say the first thing that comes to my mind and type it. And then I look at you. Well, sometimes I say it in person too. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that person that goes out intentionally you, trying no, to belittle you're not, people. You're not trying to be mean. If somebody does something stupid, I will usually say something snarky. It, it's, not, can, I, can I say it's well-deserved if I'm snarky to somebody? No, because they because they would feel like it's well deserved what they're saying. Okay, but with that said, I'm not perfect. I'm I've been known to do it too. The other day, I made a comment. No sooner than I typed it, I'm like, okay, that's not putting my best foot forward. I'm not lifting anybody up by putting that. I'm really not making a constructive criticism. So I removed it. So that's kind of one thing I want to drive home here. Is it may come to your head and you might do it, but you know, use your best judgment. Well, and you run into that also on your uh, workout 
you know, your bodybuilding websites and stuff like that. Oh my God. Like I say, I'm kind of a, a gym nut or gym rat. Really? So, so well, <laughs> uh, I, I wish I looked like it, but you know, I, I'm on a lot of these bodybuilding pages and it never fails. There'll be some guy that's put in the work, you know, whether it be by drugs or genetics or whatever, and you'll have 500 guys. The first thing they type is steroids, steroids, steroids. It's like, my God, man, I know a ton of guys on steroids that don't look like that. You know, this guy's apparently elevated his game through diet, genetics, all that good stuff. But there's always somebody wanting to kick them in the balls and just say it's because of the drugs. Again, I know a bunch of guys on drugs that look like shit. So, Oh, yeah. And I, I've commented to you, I've never seen a girl make steroid comments about a guy. It's always some guy that... And it's usually these, <laughs> you're going to blast me, these terrorist-looking motherfuckers that don't even look oh like they lift. Oh, my God. Well, well hey, I, I'm not for everybody. I'm, there's there's that warning again. But, again, it's these terrorist-looking guys that don't even look like they lift throwing this out there. I'm like, why would you come to a page that's about elevating physical performance and start that? Let's talk about slamming people for the way they look. Let's talk about the slamming people's pictures. Because we ran in, we ran into that lately. Yeah, we there was a another podcaster that for some reason likes to clickbait everything we say on Twitter, and this I really felt like it was the Mean Girls Club. They start off saying, "Okay, how would everybody tell somebody that sent crappy pictures what they thought about them?" And what we mean by crappy pictures is uh, they're inserting stuff that shouldn't be inserted, or they've got tr- trash in the background of their house. How would you go about correcting them? So. <laughs> Of course, I can't resist a good argument sometimes. You know, my, my opinion was, why are you the moral and ethical moral and ethical police of the Internet and feel the need to correct them? You know, this that may be their best living environment. You know, that, that's the best well, they can put together. So and, who is it? And my thought is, is that uh, what if it was a cute picture of them? And it's funny because I like to goof off and take stupid pictures or different poses. I mean, oh, my goodness. And there is a bag from chick-fil-a behind me oh well oh you live in trash there's a chick-fil-a bag or or unfolded laundry that you just threw on the counter and get ready to do so that that goes to snark and that goes back to that mean girls club yeah that one really struck a nerve with me the other day and luckily some other people kind of had the same view as i did you know so what they're not the best looking people or whatever you know they're they're working with the hands they're dealt well, but it's it goes to show, are you trying to be, you know, be a wolf pack mentality where you have to join in with everyone and make yourself look better or feel better by putting other people down? Oh, I talk about that a lot. What what you just called the wolf pack mentality. We see that online. There's some here in our area. And again, there's these different Facebook pages. It seems like the other day somebody new popped up and said, my wife and I are looking for a girl for a threesome. Where do we start? And there's a little group of mean girls or it's actually guys that start the trolling. Well, um, are, are you going to let somebody else fuck your wife? Well, I think you're in the wrong spot. You need to learn what the lifestyle is. They uh, they just they rubbed me wrong. I had another friend of ours that basically got into him, and finally he was literally like, look, you guys are not the be-all and end-all of lifestyle rules and people, so why are you roasting these people that come here asking honest questions? You know, maybe they weren't going about it totally politically correct but hey it's what they knew and they were making an effort and you know you by lighting their asses up is not welcoming to them to the lifestyle i damn sure wouldn't want to come back into a group that blasted me like that maybe if somebody reached out and said hey here's a better way to consider what you said and better way to phrase it you know i might learn a lesson but just or just ask them like 
you know, reach out to them and be like, well, what are you looking for? Let me help you kind of redefine what you're saying. To me, it's the same people that were, you know, in the high school uh, gym were making fun of you because you didn't have the right pair of shoes or the trendy shirt or make, you know, the girls making fun of the girl in gym class. It's too heavy. It just, it always seems to go back to that pack mentality of everybody ganging up on one person. Or too skinny. You could be the girl that was too skinny and look like a giraffe. <laughs> okay, that was weird, but I'll work with it. <laughs> you don't have to be heavy. They could be too skinny. Okay. Well. You didn't have a skinny girls in your school? Yeah, she had a real long neck, too. She did look like a giraffe. <laughs> Don't make me go there. I had a girl that was at, went to school with that was allergic to the sun. She had red hair, and she kind of looked like Joan Jett. Real but fair. She would, uh, yeah, I, but, yeah, she would get out in the sun and absolutely break out in these huge hive rashes. I've, I've wondered what's happened to her, if she ever grew out of that or they got it treated, but she could not be in any direct sunlight for more than a couple minutes. Hmm. We didn't make fun of her. We're just like, oh my God, I hope she doesn't spontaneous combust. <laughs> that's making fun of her. <laughs> All right. See, that's what I say. Sometimes I shouldn't say the first thing that comes to my head. Oh my gosh. All right. Let me try to keep us on track here. Finish up on the internet shit. Well, I know I've said it to you before, and this is just my pissy attitude, but I think a lot of the internet bullying comes from the fact that too many people have not been punched in the face enough for talking shit. And unfortunately, like you said, you got the keyboard warriors that can hide back there and say whatever they want and not think there's any repercussion. But talking about a former group leader, he happened to one that we had problems with that was telling people not to talk to us. Despite his shit that he's talked and stuff that he said about us, we ran into him in an event. And how did that go? <laughs> He changed, he changed his tune. I'll just put it that way. No no, no uh, really bad words were exchanged or no blows were exchanged. But I think being in person and having to cater to what you have said before builds manners real fast. Now, with that said, you will find with me, I don't sit back and nitpick or be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not snarky. If you're being snarky or being shady, I will call your ass out when I've had enough. I have done that several times, and that's a big difference. And I will call you by your name. Yeah, that's one thing. There's no ambiguous post. Well, this person pissed me off and blah, 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 blah. She starts naming names. I'm like, this motherfucker's yeah. Bob Joe Blue here. So if you want to send a shitty text and think it's safe, it's we're going to put it right out there. So there, there's no... <laughs> I will put you on blast. Yeah, there's, there's no blocking your name. Out. Yeah. I'm not going to sit back behind here and be like, oh, this uh, bald guy next to me. <laughs> But that's the way it should be. You should be able to back your words, especially as adults and what we're doing. Yeah. There shouldn't be any of this. Ch leave the high school bullshit back in high school. No. Your life is so much easier if you don't have to sit back there and just look for snarkiness and look for drama and look to put others down to make yourself feel better. This episode's taking a weird turn. Kind of sounds like we're coming off as violent and negative Nancy's, doesn't it? This is a weird one. But we also wanted to let people know that, hey, this is real life stuff. I can guarantee you we're not the only one with situations like this because we hear it from everybody. No, it happens. And it, it's crazy how much it happens. Let's run through one other thing. Occasionally, we will get asked by people via social media about starting a podcast. Now, one thing I always tell people when they contact us, uh, we give them basically the advice we were given I'll give them the lowdown of what equipment we use, how to register your site on GoDaddy. How to be thick-skinned. Go on. What do you mean by thick-skinned? Well, because you're not going to be for everyone, 
and unfortunately some of the the other podcasters are even going to give you a lot of snark yeah you may not exactly be welcomed with open arms and where i'm going with that there's a big market of podcast people now here's the deal i don't think any of us are making a kill in doing it I know we're not. Maybe some of them at the top are, but ask yourself that question. Are you getting in this to make money? We definitely weren't. No, we're doing it for fun. So when we started finding out that people kind of want to kick you and keep you out of the spotlight, that was kind of disheartening. Yeah, we had some some of our good friends. Uh, we were surprised how they treated us. People we thought were friends. Yeah. And have we know they've known about our podcast. They've made no effort to reach out and make any comments on it but with that said there are people out there in the community even some of those at the top that will bend over backwards to help you if you just reach out and ask advice from them we've, we've been very gifted by gaining some friends that have guided us along so we always try to help anyone that we can just as we were helped somehow we seem to get caught up in a lot of bullshit on our social medias basically we're there to post sexy pictures of you meet new couples but somehow we seem to fall into drama that we would rather not be in if it's from me uh killing a rattlesnake we apparently disturbed the whole united kingdom with that one day (laughs) but literally anything you post on social media can be can be even twisted to a snarky degree you've made the comment that there's one podcast in particular that i'm not sure they're swingers but they dj raves possibly for their cats out of their mom's basement that has kind of labeled themselves the ethical and moral police of the swinging community recently. Oh, yeah. I get fired up every time I read or hear anything that they say. Yeah, people were screenshotting it and sending it to us. We ended up blocking them, and I think they did the same. But people were saying, hey, do you know what they're saying about you? And finally, we're just like, hey, we're beyond it. Sometimes it's hard to let stuff go, but by the same token, I'm wasting a lot of mental energy thinking about what they said and trying to decide if I want to respond and continue this fight. In this scenario, they gave us a lot of heat for the COVID stuff and because we were going out and this and that. As our listeners, you guys know, we had COVID. We did not get it from the lifestyle or from parties. And we don't know very many lifestyle people that have actually caught it from COVID events. Yes. I'm sorry. We don't know very many lifestyle (laughs) there we go. Lifestyle people that caught it from lifestyle events. Thank you. I don't know that we really touched on the COVID issues, but I had a really bad case for six weeks out. I am a called a long hauler. So we do take COVID serious. We do take precautions. And this other podcast that is the they think they are the ethical and moral police and try to tell us it takes a lot for us not to respond and not to say anything. I will put it that way. When people are making snarky and apparent personal attacks. Because they don't know what we've gone through. They don't know what we've done. And just like, you know, we don't know everything that they go through with it. Their cats really might like rave music. Right. Now, part of the reason why we wanted to do this episode is there's a podcaster as well as a lifestyle website that is really taking a lot of pot shots or cheap shots at Alt Playground, which is our sponsor. And we knowingly did not do our sponsor info of APG early in the show because we kind of had this segment in the back of our mind that we want to talk about. Basically what is happening is there, this podcaster is taking pot shots or cheap shots at Alt Playground from everything from security to literally anything they can find. Now, a little more information is this podcaster in particular has at one point had came to APG asking for sponsorship for both their show as well as their event. So 
for them to take the moral and ethical issue of they're trying to keep the community safe by showing a supposed security breach is kind of hypocritical. They're being the mean girls and they're just trying to start drama when there shouldn't be any drama. Seems like it'd be better time well spent putting effort into your show rather than looking for clickbait and trying to find something that's not there. I agree. Now, while all this was happening, one thing I was really proud to see is out of all the podcasters that are under contract with APG, or sponsorship rather, nobody really jumped into the shit-slinging, for lack of a better term. Yeah, no one really jumped into all the drama. Now, a bunch of us text and message each other, and that topics came up a bunch of times, and we've all really had to bite our tongues, and we haven't been told not to. <laughs> it, you know, there was there was no corporate... Uh, we weren't told not to, let me put it that way. Yeah, which I don't think they would approve of it, but you know, when we all start talking, hey, a lot of shit's being talked about a website we like, what should we do? We've literally all just let it sit. Why? You know, like before, we don't want to be playing into the never-ending cycle of BS. So it's not that we didn't want to come to the defense of it. We just felt that it, it wasn't our place. There was no point of us getting into the name-calling. And so, again, I'm, I'm proud of our APG crew for letting that one sit. Let's get on a positive note. Let's talk a little bit why we chose APG. One of the people that was stirring the crap was basically saying, because we were all paid high dollars. Are we getting rich off this, babe? Uh, if we are, you are definitely hiding the money. <laughs> that, I'm, I'm supporting all my hoes on the side. That's what I'm doing with this uh, extra cash. No, but let, let's be honest, though. Here's one thing that APG does. When we they came to us about sponsorship, they started looking at our numbers. We had 35 listeners. We weren't exactly setting the world on fire. They went ahead and offered us some money. Said, hey, Probably we like- 34 because I probably counted as 30. 35th. <laughs> well, that'll work. At least it showed up on the numbers. But basically, we, we didn't have that big of a listening audience. One thing they have done for us is they've increased our listenership. So that's a positive. The other thing is they treat us pretty well. We're going to talk next month about an event they took us to in Miami, just kind of as a reward. Well, and not only that, but the actual website itself, we've been on a couple websites, and I would say we really like this website. There's so much, such variety of people, things happening, different communities, different, anything your heart and mind can desire, it's probably there. I can say we've probably grown as individuals just by chatting with people either online or that we've met in person off the website. We have a tendency to cornhole ourselves as just swingers, but when you start looking at poly, queer, all those different nomenclatures of styles of relationships once we start having those conversations it really helps us grow and realize there's a big world outside of even our swinging community well and we've always said we're open-minded but yet until you actually get to talking to some different people you don't realize maybe you're not as open-minded as you thought or maybe you are really open-minded so ultimately when it comes to apg we do practice what we preach they sponsor us we do a job for them We're not out here forcing you to sign, but hey, we would love to see you on there if you happen to be looking for a consensual, non-monogamous website, not a swinger website. Because we're, we're active on our pages. We're there. We're actually on the website. So let's end this on a high point. Hopefully, if you've endured this whole episode, it doesn't sound like we've come off as bitchy or snarky on our parts. Not all our podcasts are going to be fun and games. Some of them are just going to be just be when we were discussing what was going to be in this episode we're like hey we've been through a lot of stuff in 15 years we hope by hearing some of this we let people know that they're not alone if they are facing similar issues or god forbid worse issues yeah because it does happen 
and it's sad. It really happens in the lifestyle more than what you want to admit. Snarky is there. Let's finish this thing positive. Let's talk about snark in real life. What can we do to avoid it or put a stop to it? I would say with all of these, not just real life, I think be aware of the way that you're coming across or that you're, you're being, you know, just what you're putting out there to people. Now, let me ask you, we didn't touch on it, but can you apologize or change your train of thought once it's out there? Oh yeah, definitely. And and that's the thing is that sometimes you might say something, you might type it, say it, whatever, and not realize the way it has come across to people. You can always just back up, say, Hey, I'm apologizing. I did not mean for it to be the way it came across or way it sounded. Apologies get you a long way. A sincere apology nowadays will still carry a lot of weight. I don't think a lot of people have that skill anymore to recognize they're wrong and admit it like a man or woman. Yeah. And if and if you're on the internet, write it, read it, rethink it. <laughs> Possibly just erase it. <laughs> like we said on your internet stuff, best way to put a stop to bullies is not join in it. Not just turn your back to it, but come to people's defense. You know, see if you see somebody making fun of somebody for some pictures, you know, put something out to there. Think about their house doesn't look like yours. Maybe that's the best uh, scenario they have to live in. Or if, just be like, well, you look really cute in the picture and just leave it at that. Be like, I'm sorry, this person's being rude. Sometimes you'd be amazed at what a simple compliment will do to somebody that's not feeling good. It may change their day. It may change their life. You don't know what someone's going through till you walk in their shoes. So, Miss Kimmy, any last thoughts before we tab out? I think let's stay positive, let's stop the snark, and let's go flamingo with everyone in a positive way. Till next time, people. Thank you for listening to the Swinging Flamingo podcast. You can find us on our website at www.swingingflamingos.com. You can also check out our community page on altplayground.net. And we are on all major podcast platforms, as well as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you'd like Miss Flamingo's personal number, you can reach her at 944. Nope, 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 nope. I got a new one, but don't give it out. All right, maybe next time. Maybe next time. That's how we pick people up. A little bit nicer areas. I don't know. No, areas. We pick them on the street corners. (laughs) Hey, this is a nice neighborhood. Let's pick them up. Should we do a take two of that whole section? Don't water gizmo. Don't water it. Isn't it gizmo? Yeah. Where you water it and then becomes a little monster. Okay. <laughs>